Hello and welcome to day 36 of A Year of War and Peace. I'm Brett. And I'm Logan. And today we are reading and discussing Volume 1, Part 2, Chapter 11. Andre stays the night at Bilbin's. He's in Brno still. He's... He stays the night like, at Bilbins. If you're picking up what I'm putting no down. No one's picking up what you're putting Everyone's down. Everyone's picking up what I'm putting you're down. You're putting down nonsense. Salacious nonsense. Here's the thing. One thing about me is I love the rumor mill. <laughs> I think the rumor mill is really healthy. And um, I'm going to start the rumor mill. He stayed the night at Bilbins. Uh, Literally, if I knew these people, I'd be like Lady Whistledown in Bridgerton. <laughs> I'd be just I'd just be writing I'd be writing and releasing all of the personal information. These people have such juicy lives. Good grief. What happens in Brno stays in Brno. I actually hear they've been calling Brno the Vegas of Austria. So. It's it's true. Yeah. Very commonly. It's like kind of a big deal. Very com- I mean the Emperor's been there before. So The Emperor is presently here. Yeah, this is this is a contemporary account. This is happening right now. Yeah. Go to Brno. When this episode drops, go to Brno. You'll find Emperor Francis of Austria there. You'll find Archduke Franz Ferdinand, and guess what? His assassination will give you a token to start World War One. It's a it's a little live event. We're doing an it arg. Is. We're doing an alternate reality game. We're now. LARPing right now. We're we're, <laughs> we're we've hidden clues in the last episodes of this podcast. We have this podcast is actually a cipher, and once you uncode it, it'll lead you to this, an unknown uh, treasure. This um this podcast is actually a geocache, but it's just a geocache for the arg that we're launching <laughs> in the cyberspace. Andre comes down, and Bilbin has his buddies over. Quote, the quote-unquote our people. The girls. The friend group. The girls. He's <laughs> the girls over. And they're gabbing. And among the girls is Hippolyte. <gasps> Hippolyte Karagin. Drama. Who, if you don't remember, is Vasily Karagin. Anatole's brother. I wish Anatole was here. <laughs> Anatole's lame brother. I literally wrote I wrote in my book, I wish it was Anatole instead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hippolyte. You were trying to hit on a married man's wife. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Hel- Helene's ugly brother, the brother who looks like Helene. Helene, but it's just ugly. Yeah. <laughs> the most br- brutal read of all time. Uh, Hephalti is here, and he's among the, the people. He's one of Bilibin's friends, and they talk about his relations with women in in Brno and around. In, Bur- in Brno. And then Andre realizes, finally, took him took him a minute, realizes Hippolyte's a bit of a loser, a bit of a yeah. chud. I mean, I feel like I could have told you that. <laughs> I know. I was surprised when it says that he was jealous of Hippolyte. I know, because they're like, Andre, he's so good looking and he's handsome, but he's like kind of like mysterious and guarded. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> whoa. And then they're like, Hippolyte, he's like a less hot version of his sister. And I'm like, okay. Like, yeah. that's, like, the least interesting description you could get. Like, you have, like, hot and misunderstood. Yeah. And he's an uglier version of his sister. Yeah. And it didn't seem like Andre cared when Hippolyte was flirting with his wife, either. He seemed... I think he seemed more mad, not because Hippolyte was flirting with his wife, but that Hippolyte was just, like, disrespecting him. I guess. I didn't even notice. I didn't even clock, like, a response from him. I think he, <laughs> I think he was just kind of like... Hmm. <laughs> But it says he, he realizes that Hippolyte is the butt of this circle, the the local loser. The butt circle. Then they ask him, there's a kind of a weird bit. They ask him about his opinions on politics. And Bilibin's like, wait till you get up talking about politics. And he has these like two paragraphs. He doesn't have any bon mots in them. No bon mots. He's like he's practically. Mot- he's bon motless. He's practically 
incom- uh, incoherent. incomprehensible. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what he's talking about. And then Bilibin says in response, Demosthenes, I know you by the pebble in your golden mouth. Girl, what does that mean? I have it here. It's an end note in our edition. Uh, Demosthenes was a Greek orator who, according to legend, corrected a speech impediment by practicing oratory with a pebble in his mouth. Was it a woticism? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> to get, get... I See, that was not included in my Percy Jackson education of Greek mythology. So, <laughs> Sorry, I oh, missed yeah. that one, guys. Well, this one was real, so that might be why. Okay, and you know that. How? Because it says he's a Greek orator. So and he's you like know a real that guy. the other stuff isn't real. How? Because his mythology. Camp Half-Blood is really real to me. <laughs> so. Are you waiting on your Camp Half-Blood invitation letter? That doesn't come. Your Hogwarts letter? You don't have, You don't get one of those. You just got to show up one day. How do you show up if you don't get a letter? Because you're escorted by a satyr. Oh. Obviously. Just like how And a I monster w- chases you. Oh. Because they smell your scent and you start seeing through the mist. Right. Obviously. That's how I got to college too. <laughs> it's also you're 12. That's how I got to high school too. You're in middle school when you're 12. I was an advanced student. <laughs> Anywho, I think that uh, Bilibin is, is calling... He's calling, satir- him a, he's calling him a Greek orator who fixed a speech impediment with a pebble in his mouth. Yeah, I think he's satirically calling him... He, I think he's referring more to the speech impediment yeah, than the orator than the part order of... Because he's mocking for stuttering and not really being able to get oh. a, a, a competent sentence Bilibin. out. Bilibin. Nobody hey, cares about your bon mots anyway. Well, hey, man. That's no need to go there. Those are... I, I went there. No need. I went there. Bring it back. Go come back. No. Come back right now. No. Get out of there. I'm running away. I'm going far. I'm getting farther. I'm gone. I'm gone. Hi, guys. Welcome to day 36 of A Year of War and Peace. I'm Brett, and I'm the only member of this podcast, and I'm going to be discussing. (laughs) I'm back. Oh, hi. I ingested his bon mots. Oh my! They did, it does sound like a little treat. Doesn't I know, it? right? When, when when they first brought it up, I was if like, someone, "His parlor bon mots, like it's like a little chocolate." Like, I'm I know, picturing like one of those like, little powdered chocolate things. What are yeah. those called? Bonbons? Mm. Is that what that's called? I think so. You know, it's like a little like fudgy thing, and then it's like yeah, has yeah, like yeah. the cocoa powder on top. Yep. There's not much that not happens much. this chapter, Andre, as they, you can tell. The guys invite Andre to come out in the town and. And be- pork the local what ladies. Last time, someone went out on the town with a Karagan. With yeah, and Andre knows better, so he says he has an audience with the emperor, so he can't unfortunately go party it up in Brno. And <sighs> what uh, a shame. Bilibin says that the emperor. Uh, he says he tells Andre to try to do all the talking because the emperor doesn't like talking, and in fact, he can't talk at all. I'm, I'm, an interesting quality for an emperor. I do think that he could talk. Not according to. Not I don't, according, maybe he doesn't have any bon mots. Maybe this is one of Bilbin's bon mots. Maybe he's trying to spread a little, a little, a little bon mot about the emperor here. Hey now, some sedition, salacious information. Rawr. But yeah, it's a pretty low key chapter. It's basically, I think that the only purpose here is to show us where Hippolyte has been. Yeah, and it's not at war. And it's it's uh, just he's what is he uh, the secretary at the embassy. Yeah, that sounds. That's a fake. That's a rich person job. Yeah, that's a fake job. He's a, he's a top one percenter. How do you think? He, what do you think? He, how, how do you think he got there? Do you think that he wanted to that's go to war? A really good. And Vasily question. was like, 
maybe you can get close to war by going to Austria and doing this? Because it wasn't that long ago that he was just in Petersburg. Right, like, where's Anatole? He's not at war. We still know that Anatole is mysteriously in the country, in his exile. He's in the country. Anatole, yeah, so far our our bear conspirators, Anatole has been shunted to the country. Pierre was exiled Which is crazy Moscow. that they didn't just put him in the army. Like, I feel like the easiest solution to his, like, crazy ways is just throwing him in the army. Yeah, but Vashley probably doesn't want him to That's die. <laughs> That's fair. I enough. guess Dolokhov's parents aren't in his yeah. court. Dolokhov, Dolokhov can chug a bottle of liquor though on the roof, so he's kind of like more man, more manly. Yeah, Anatole's got those like lanky, like sort of feminine, evil character in an anime vibe. He's like Griffith from Berserk. For the Berserk fans that are listening to our podcast, <laughs> this is the second. I think the second Berserk reference you've made. It is. But you've also made two or three Formula One references, so we're even. <laughs> I picture him as, like, he looks like Joker from Persona 5. Mm. Like, protagonist. Oh, no, 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 no. He's so Reno from Final Fantasy 7. I take back everything I said. He's Reno from Final Fantasy 7, and that's that. I'll show you who that is after the podcast. Sure. <laughs> Do yourself a favor and look up Reno Final Fantasy 7. <laughs> He, that's him. That's Anatole. Anyway. Twitty. Anywho. Uh, we had so off. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, Andre leaves because he has to go see the emperor. And that's the end of our chapter. We just re- really, like I said, we just caught up with Hippolyte, who's doing some real youngest son of a rich man stuff right now. Yeah. So that's the tea on Hippolyte. He, he, it seems like he just got bored and was like, yeah, Daddy, I want a job. I want to travel, Daddy. Daddy, I want to... Do you have a job where I can travel? Daddy, I want to try work. Anyway, rankings? Yeah, it's your turn to give me a ranking. All right. Uh, Andre, Hippolyte, Bilibin. Who is the most likely to drive under the influence to get home (laughs) from the bar? Oh, boy. Um, I think Bilibin's low-key number one. Mmm. He'd, he'd get drunk on those bon mots and attention. <laughs> Bilibin is the guy who like has a perfect social record, but it's one slip up away yeah. from collapse. He has like a, Just a collapse. The underbelly of his life is 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 like a, lifting a stone and finding all the bugs under in the wet earth underneath it. That's Bilibin. You, um, then Apology. <laughs> he's Anatole's brother. Mm, yeah, and then Andre. Yeah, I think Andre's too a little too straight edge. He needs to loosen up a little bit. <laughs> Andre needs to let go. He's having fun, man. Is he? He's happy, is but he is good? he having fun? Well, Those are two very different things. Well, as long as he is... Hey, whatever makes him happy. Whatever makes him happy. Whatever makes him happy. Makes me happy. I'm just happy he's happy. Anyway, that is... Chapter 11. Chapter 11. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Sorry if that was a bit <laughs>